Gus, why don't you go ahead and take this one? You gonna let me take a crack at this one today, Eddie? Go for it. All right. <coughs> now, I was just about to take a crack at this, Eddie, and then I thought I heard a very vaudevillian uh, cartoon snore coming from your end. Do you want to just clarify that real quick? So now I'm hearing some very similar to like kind of a cartoon bear. I feel like uh, a mumbling, a very kind of a very kind of chunked up blah, 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 uh -huh. lips. Oh, what's going? What's up? Now I just heard Eddie do a real. Oh, uh, sorry, your intro just bored me to sleep. What's going on? So I think that you were actually synthesizing that sleep and that you didn't actually that was not a naturally occurring kind I don't of slumberings. believe I don't choose to subscribe to that opinion well you don't subs choose to subscribe to a lot of things yeah your, uh, your YouTube channel um, the yeah, Gus Nutty podcast as well um, I actually uh, I don't follow your YouTube channel and I, I turned notifications off somehow just in case you know sometimes Wait. YouTube will randomly give you a notification for something and I Did didn't you, want that to happen at all. So you uh, not only didn't subscribe, you unrang that MF and bell and you unsmashed that well, MF and like button? That bell looks like the Liberty Bell right now, I'll say. I, I, I went so to town much on that, that thing. It's been cracked? Yeah. If you go look at it, it's, it's, it's burst and now it's in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> They just ripped a sub button Dude. off my channel so no one can sub. <laughs> so they put it in the Smithsonian. <laughs> imagine imagine you cracked the Liberty Bell and you didn't want anyone to know. And it got so famous that it's like <laughs> one of the icons of the country. We're like, okay, yeah, all right. So I broke the Liberty Bell. We got to fucking put it on display now. Okay, God, I don't put the vase that you broke when you were six in the friggin' Smithsonian, so, okay? It's supposed to be this slack. city of brotherly love, and I'm not feeling brotherly loved right now, guys. <laughs> what is My the exact definition of brotherly love? I think it's just like, hey, guy, we're getting together. And I feel like, too, with Philly, like, it's probably one of those things where they got to distance it, you know? Like, that's, the that's in my opinion, is maybe the most ab above-board brushed version of just like, hey, we're guys and we're hugging, but uh, we only do this once a year because uh, we don't talk about our feelings a lot. Yeah, yeah that's, that kind of <laughs> that's when they named city, city of Brotherly Love as they were making it the city motto. They were like, hey, uh... So yeah. we're we're gonna hug once a year. It's the anniversary of when Rocky came out, and that's that. <laughs> and that is not even close to a Philadelphia accent that we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just want everyone to know we're from Philadelphia. Go! <laughs> I was about to say go Bulls. <laughs> go Bulls. <laughs> they're from Philadelphia, but their parents are from Chicago. So so we root for the Bulls. All right, I grew up a Bulls fan. Come on, sue me, you know? Rocky Couple came out states here. states over. Yeah, come on. <laughs> uh, what, they don't got movies for Illinois. I don't know. There's no boxes over there. The, the Russell Crowe thing was forever ago. I don't even know if it happened here. I forgot about it. So Wait, what Russell Crowe thing are you Cin talking? Cinderella, baby man, lady. <laughs> you talking He's about Cinderella, man? Yeah, we don't we don't have one of those. We gotta we gotta make stuff up here. Okay, so I actually, what city is Cinderella Man set in? New York. It's New York city. in the Great Depression, right? That's the. Is it? I believe so. I don't know. Let me look it up. Cinderella Boss Baby. For everyone man. that does know Cinderella Man, I bet you didn't think you'd hear about it in the first five minutes of the podcast. And for everyone who doesn't, 
I bet you also didn't know you'd hear about Cinderella Man today. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, got a little little James J. Braddock to start the mon- Monday morning here for our nice youthful crowd. Are there any boxing movies where the main character just um, first punch gets knocked out, neck cracked? Like dead in the ring, <laughs> just oh, I want a I would... full normal Rocky type movie, and the first punch thrown kills them in the ring right away. This whole build I like up, that. and there's just kind of like maybe two minutes of everyone just silent because nobody's sure what they're supposed to say. Everyone's just <laughs> like... just hanging out, oh. and then uh, a guy comically starts sweeping him off the boxing ring <laughs> <laughs> silently. He and he's just like sorry, sorry. <laughs> so I mean, he's sorry. like quicker to sweep. I couldn't find the broom. Sorry, I had to look at this guy on the mat. Also, Ugh. I want to give a quick update for for people who are podcast fans and maybe missed it. Gus and I did our first old PC game stream, and it went so well. I don't even Dude, know I, what you're doing over there. I can't. see I it. was literally doing the world's fastest. Can you hear me? How fast I'm clapping, Eddie? You doing the thing? The I'm doing the thing. That's that's the world's fastest clap. Guaranteed. I'm looking at my garage band lines right now. My fucking thing's blinking because oh, these dude. little clap lines are so quick together. Tony probably wants to fucking shoot you. <laughs> He's just oh, fucking yeah. clapping Sorry. into Tony the mic. Will, Tony will be able to sync this podcast episode so well with all those claps <laughs> I gave him. Guys, if anything looked out of sync, it wasn't a trick of the eye with the audio. It's the fact that Tony <laughs> Tony could not somehow match the audio to look. Um, but, uh, yeah, we did one of those streams, and it went awesome. So follow us on Twitch so you can not miss. We did Pajama Sam. Next one is Hugly Sleepover. And I nice. – that was – dude, it was so fun. It went, like, way better than I could have ever expected because it's just like – those games are so fun to chill and play – because you don't really have to use your brain at all, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, dude. It, it was so enjoyable. I was just getting so buzzed and, and getting so giggly and shit when we were looking for socks and stuff. That was so cool. So we'll, we'll definitely be doing another one coming up. I don't know if we have an exact date on the books, but look out for our Twitter and Instagrams, I guess. We'll let you know when we're going to do another one of those bad boys. Yep, you know, I, I also uh, I want to thank everyone for... I don't even know if I mentioned it on the podcast yet... Um, Tony and I uh, are are still we're finishing up this week the the video for our new video essay channel together, um, and we really actually got the ball rolling really with the video now and figured out what our style is. But I mentioned in my new video that we were doing the Burback channel, and it's now almost at fifty thousand subscribers or kind of near there. And I couldn't thank you guys enough for that fucking support. Uh, Tony and I were like refreshing, going like, "Holy shit, what?" You know, because um, I couldn't believe it. So thank you, everybody. I appreciate you. More than you know. Too bad Social Blade's broken so you can't watch it tick up and then also watch your mental health tick down, Eddie. I, I want to talk about that. That was something I don't think we mentioned on the podcast, but it's probably the only take we've ever gotten wrong. I'll say it. The only one ever. Yep. Only one. That's pretty good success rate in many years of doing YouTube. Exactly. Actually. And the, so the thing is, there was a, um, uh, for, for people who are unaware, there's a site called Social Blade that helps you monitor... Um, like your follower follower account uh, statistics stuff for, for like Twitch and Twitter and YouTube. And it used to show live subscribers like to the subscriber every day. So you could mm-hmm. see like I got 521 subscribers today. Ooh, and yesterday I got 1,000. What happened? And when yeah. they said they were changing it to where they'd only show you once a day what the number was, Gus and I were like, 
How are we supposed to keep track of our statistics? This is awful. And I it was check every day. Huge for our mental health. Huge. I would check that thing every day and be like, this is how good I'm doing in life today. And mm. now I don't check at all because it's because we're fine. We're doing fine. And so there's no reason. Dude, that's just it is it. It used to be like I hated that because you'd have to peek in and I check in multiple times a day. It's just an, uh, and especially for me, like I like to try to upload more frequently, but right. I don't have a schedule at all. So that kind of sense of urgency is so extra compounded and shit where it's like sometimes I'd upload a sketch and even if it might have done all right, maybe on days like three, four, five, six, or whatever, just you just I mean it's just natural YouTube shit. You might you might have like a third of the subs uh, as your usual daily rate. And then once those days start piling up, you kind of start getting frantic of like, I don't know, do I should I put out another one? Try to fix yeah. the sinking boat here? Cause I guess my career's in flames. And it's just like, what the fuck? Why am I paying so much attention to this? I think it's, especially uh, uh for people who want to do YouTube that are listening to us, I'm, I'm sure the the first thought is like, you guys are doing fucking fine. What do you, I would be overjoyed to get that many subs in a day. But I think we've all seen entertainers on the internet do extraordinarily well. And some people, and I don't think this is us, and that's why I think we got used to this and it's healthy now because we've been doing it for a while, is some people have their careers on the internet based purely off momentum. You know, and it's like mm. everyone's kind of joining and being like, look at this person. Isn't that crazy? And then their me momentum starts to slow and it kind of ends their career. I don't think we're those YouTubers. I think people stick around for us, which is uh, nice. We're very, very lucky for that. But mm -hmm. I think that fear is always there where that people will just be like, ah, I don't I think I'm done with him, you know, and then I'm just exactly. like, well, OK, I guess I'll go back to the coal mines, you know. Exactly. I, yeah. never, I never worked in the coal mines. <laughs> Eddie didn't work down there. He would just go down there and you know how like you're only ever supposed to have like one Capri Sun or whatever. Like whenever we'd get Capri Sun, I'd look and I'd be like, what? Where's the, where'd the box go? And and then like Tony would be there too and he'd say, check the coal mines. Yep. And Eddie would, I, was the, in, I would be the canary. You'd be the canary, Carry me man. in a little the, cage and I'd start screaming. Eddie would be in there, and I'd go down there, and he'd be in a little classic 1920s birdcage, that giant thing that, that Sia music video was but in. It, but it's, it's size, yeah, for me. It's, I'm not yeah, smaller. Oh, it's just size for me. Yeah, like Eddie's just wandering around there. There's roaring waters scattered around him, and he's just uh, he sees me coming, and he goes, ah, ah, and the miners thought it meant that the mine was collapsing, and it just created a heck of a hollow balloon. Turns out you know? I was just excited to see Gus. <laughs> You were excited <laughs> that you were hiding down there just so you didn't have to share the roaring water. Listen, listen. Whatever's happening is happening. We're rolling. We're going. And Gus, <laughs> we're keeping on moving. That's we're all I'm saying. We're keeping on moving. Yo, it's... Uh, oh, fuck. What was I going to say? It was something really happy that made me smile from ear to ear, but I guess I'll just have to wait for it to re-enter my dumb is brain. It vac is it vaccine news? I mean, no, but that does make me smile from ear to ear. Yeah, I, I want to say for everyone, and this is a thought I haven't mentioned out loud to you, Gus, we were talking about vaccine stuff, uh, you know, right before we started recording, is it's just hit me that, like, the days for these podcast episodes that are remote are very numbered. You know what I mean? Like, wow. we got a countdown of probably in the single digits, maybe? Or maybe close yeah. right to just in double digits of episodes. And then we're back on set and we're smooching. 
and I'm oh, chewing yeah. I'm chewing spaghetti and spitting it in your mouth, and you're putting spaghetti in my mouth, and we're, we get we just lose track of time. That's the whole episode back. <laughs> we're gonna have a 20 minute segment called the Baby Bird Pasta Hour, where Eddie and I just baby bird pasta back and forth. <laughs> and I'll be it's with Gus Johnson and Spaghetti Eddie. That's me. <laughs> oh, that sounds good, dude. I, I'm I like so that. excited to get back to the set. That first episode. Ooh, that first episode back. Your boy might tear up. Who knows? Who knows? I do know. I do know when we all start seeing friends again. I will tear up seeing a good deal of our friends and family, and I won't be able to stop. And I wish I could. I used to be able to hold in that when I was a teenager, and I can't anymore. I don't know what happened to me. I I really more in touch with my emotions. I I've found that I've become that way as time has gone on too, and I am not self conscious about it at all. And I think that that's a really healthy spot to yeah. be in is to be able to emote. But I hope, and this is not a thing for you, I am extremely emotive and I'm really, like, I'll cry in front of people. I don't give a shit. And, like, if it's a cool movie Gus or and something. I have shed or, a tear in front of each other before. That's I've happened in it, our yeah. friendship. That's, that you know, uh, go keep going. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I was going to say, Eddie and I used to have cry battles all the time where yeah. we'd be around the, competi- the apartment scene who could cry the hardest. If you guys know our apartment from videos, we would stand on either side of the counter and we'd be gripping a, a beer bottle very hard, so hard that you could kind of hear the glass start to crack. And we would just be furiously crying at each other. No blinking. We would do that. We would absolutely do that. Uh, but I, I feel like, uh, you know, I'm, I got no problem like being emotive and stuff. My, the only inhibition that I feel connected with that is that I don't want to make other people feel uncomfortable. Right. And I just understand that there's just a ton of people just, it's the nature of things. Like you start crying in front of them, it'd make them feel kind of uncomfortable. And I wish there was a way to impress. It's like, you know, I'm just, I like being emotive and present and stuff. Maybe I'm telling a story and it's like touching and it's an appropriate moment to do so. And I'll get a little teary about it or some shit like that. I just don't want people to be like, Ugh. what you got to do while the tears are rolling down your cheek, you grab their leg hard and go, I just don't want to make you uncomfortable. I just, <laughs> <laughs> the worst, then, the, the worst thing possible in this situation is if you felt a little awkward. And then you, with, with tears and snot streaming down my mustache and the rest <laughs> of my face, I go right next to them and I'm really low on the floor. And I do that sort of like clasping palm thing that kids do when they want to be picked up. You know, just... <laughs> so you're, you're crisscross on the floor crying, going, <laughs> I just, hey, the worst thing I could do is make you uncomfortable. <laughs> so what's going to happen is uh, I'm going to be over uh, at the apartment and I'm going to be on the floor playing Smash on your TV and Bruce is going to come in and he's going to tap me on the shoulder and I'm going to turn around because I, I know that big husky musky fingy when I feel it on my shoulder already. So <laughs> Guys, I already know it's Bruce. Pause. Pause. <laughs> what? Did you just say big husky musky fingy? Oh, yeah, you know. Referring, referring to Bruce Green's hands. Yeah, Brucey G's hands are pretty husky and musky. So, <laughs> I, you know, I just couldn't allow you to say that. I'm sorry. And there to are, be no note of it at all. Do you, you have all the information? Can I continue, Eddie? Do go, you have the hey, requisite information? Go go right ahead. I just anyway. I felt like there needed to be a comment. <laughs> so anyway, Brucey G's husky musky tried and trust these fingies are on my shoulder. And I already know who they are, and I got just on blubber, and I'm like, if you dip my face in a little vat of mucus, I turn around, and I'm going to be cross-legged on the floor, and I'm going to spill my drink onto his shoes as I go, 
<laughs> and I'm clasping at him for for him to pick me up, and he picks me up and burps me, and then we play beer pong. Man, this summer's going to be a movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, that's, that's, I'm just overjoyed. The only po- extra uh, COVID thing I'll say is uh, it's like, we're getting close, man. It's lights at the end of the tunnel. We're we're doing it. We're guess some might say we're rolling. We're going to keep we're keeping on moving. Maybe I think Biden said that. Biden did say that in his in his address tonight. I mean last night. He said, "Listen seen. here, we're rolling. We're going, and we're keeping on moving." That's what he said. I was talking to a nice man in Los Angeles the other day, named Brucey G. <laughs> <laughs> He's keeping on rolling. He's moving. Dude, I still can't get over that one fucking uh, story. For people that don't know, during the primaries, Biden told a story outside of uh, the pool he used to work at when he was a kid, and it really just felt like he did a Mad Libs and then thought he'd tell the press about it. It was like there was a guy named Corn Pop that I believe wanted to fight him. Uh, you talked about were hairy. yeah. He talked about his legs were hairy, and little kids in the pool would rub his legs while they were underwater. <laughs> and it was just like, what the fuck is going on, man? And that dude's president now, so that's it nuts. Was like, you ever see when they have a Twitter tr- uh, hashtag trending thing going, where it's like, hey, just hit the suggested autocorrect word thing and see what your phone spells. <laughs> yeah. That was that was happening for a little bit. I feel like exactly the old corn pop speech. I. I feel like if you if there's anyone from your childhood that you knew named Corn Pop, you should be dead by now. Is that fair? <laughs> Wait, like you the person as in because like, that was so that was so dead. long ago that it's weird that you're alive. Do you do you know what I mean? Man. Nobody's gone by Corn Pop in I think 200 years, and so. <laughs> So I I just feel like if you know if you knew a corn pop or you knew someone who knew a corn pop, maybe you you should be gone. That's all I'm saying. Do you think corn pop will come back into fashion, Eddie? I think I'm gonna bring it back. Yeah. You're gonna name your kid corn pop? No, your nickname is now corn pop. No! <laughs> Get that off of me, <laughs> Gus Corn Pop Johnson. No, that doesn't fit in my bio. Uh, okay, well... Take the um, hyphen out, then we'll talk. Yeah, you know what, Corn Pop? I'll think about it. Frick! Fuck! <laughs> You're lucky I don't start a meme. How easy would it be to me to, me to counter way harder and just be like, Eddie, your name's Poop and Pee. Deal with no, that. that's fine. No hyphens! That's okay. I'll just RKO the joke into the ground out of a sense of survival if I have to. I'll do <laughs> okay. it if I need to. Okay, it's not a nickname. Nobody's got a new nickname, guys. <laughs> <laughs> We should behave, people in the subreddit, say it with me, (laughs) Gus, we won't call you Corn Pop. Eddie, did you bring enough uh, nicknames for the entire class? I did not. You know what? And you cannot enjoy it until break time. You know what I thought was awful? How Hmm. every birthday in elementary school, um, you had to like, the teacher felt like they really single out the kid with allergies. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like I, it was good to always bring something like a sucker or sorry, a lollipop for people who aren't from the Midwest, um, for the person with allergies. But I feel like the teacher would always be like, and, and Johnny, I'm changing the name. Like you remember, you can't have the cupcakes. And it's like, you know what? They know. They know they'll don't die. They don't. It's like we're in fifth grade by now. They they know. 
Class, uh, can we keep a wide berth on Johnny? There are pistachios in the cupcakes. He's going to die if you go near him. Thank you. I don't think I've experienced such social joy than getting picked for somebody's birthday to hand the napkins out. Oh, my God. That was... And also, you said that, and I hadn't heard it since I was in elementary school. And I was like, oh, I guess they just do that everywhere. Okay, that's just another thing on the pile. Yeah. Why, why was that? It was either the the napkins being handed out at birthdays or the napkins being ha- handed out when the teacher was passing around trays of fluoride for kids to do. So that was not an every school thing. What the frick? Guys, let me know in the comments how many of you guys did fluoride in school. Because that's I not feel a like thing. I've, that's the thing is I felt like I have not heard other friends be like, yeah, we did fluoride in school. But I was like, there have to be others. Okay, right? I'm going to search fluoride in school. And see what comes up. We had trays of them. They'd come around every Friday. And my mom didn't let me do fluoride. And I was the only kid in school that didn't, or in the class that didn't do the fluoride swish. You got these little cups and then you'd swish them in your mouth for a minute. And it came with a napkin and then spit it back into the cup and put a napkin in there. And I always remember, like I tried the fluoride once and it was like, it's just like mouthwash. And every time there was like multiple kids in every class that were like, they they couldn't do the full amount and they'd spit it out or they couldn't even get like take what? it because it was so gross and I was I remember thinking at an early age that was my first uh, that was my first sense of elitism I was like you dumb fucking kids fuck what do you mean you well, baby say, you can't wait. make twenty fucking seconds <laughs> so yours was yours was a rinse yeah it was like it was like. I can't stress enough, like, really, you know those tiny micro solo cup shot glass, like, look-like things? It was maybe, like, a third of one of those of, like, fucking mouthwash, basically. Oh, that's fine. Well, one thing really quick, I just looked up, and this is from, it looks like a public uh, broadcasting West Virginia website, and it says, wait, hold on, the the whole thing, the site was so bad it shifted and I couldn't read the headline. Uh, Decades later, fluoride rinse programs continue to be effective in protecting against tooth decay. So apparently it's a pretty good thing. Here, what I'll tell you is when I was a kid, my dentist, I stopped asking for fluoride because we didn't get the little swish and flick, you know? I got, and I hated these. Because I was so young, they wouldn't ask for the flavor, right? But to get little kids to to, to have fluoride, they would they would have this like foam type, uh, uh, like thing you bite down on. It was it was teeth shaped, you know, is your mouth shaped, and okay. they would they would and it would have fluoride. It was like a sponge with fluoride on it. Oh, and was it foamy as fuck? Yes, and you'd have yeah. to bite down, and it would yeah. foam your whole mouth. But here's my big problem: is they wouldn't ever give me mint. They would give me like chocolate or bubble gum or Ugh. or and hear me out grape fluoride I had grape i was like are you gonna say grape i exclusively had grape i do it the dentist and they never they- ask me and i'd be a kid and they just stuff it in my mouth and i'd bite down and then like chocolate fluoride would like go in down my throat and i was just like if they can't give me mint then i don't want anything stop giving it to me and I, somebody's just- gonna be like dentist here it's actually how to shut the fuck up I'll punch you right in your face. I'll do it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Okay? That's all I'm saying. I don't want it. I don't want it. Dude, why would you even make chocolate? There are just certain flavors of shit where it's like, hey, if you like this, that's okay. But, like, when times get tough, you understand, though, that these got to be the first flavors to go with shit. You know? Let me ask you something. Yeah. Is there anything in this world that should be flavored bubblegum other than bubblegum? Hmm. I cannot think of a single thing 
Bubblegum is great for bubblegum. For actual gum, that's a great flavor. For that's everything true. else, I can't think of a single time where I'm like, oh, good, they have gum flavor. That sounds See, awesome. And bubblegum is a great question to pose on that because it's just in that middle ground, though, where you're like, is there one thing, though, that there would be There might be one, but I, I can't say, think of it. Have you ever had a Ramune, like, and I hope I'm pronouncing it right, those little one, uh, those little sody pops that are at the, uh, like, like an, uh, a Thai restaurant or like a Japanese I'll say, place? I'll say. The glass marble. Uh, n- non-American products that have been bubblegum have been a bit better than I've had. But it seems like our bubblegum flavor is the worst bubblegum flavor because we, whatever the fuck we put in it, it's, you see like someone will be, there's like bubblegum ice cream. If you eat bubblegum ice cream, you're a maniac. You're an absolute fucking psycho. What's wrong? You got to get it together. I'm sure there's one thing that somebody's screaming from the rooftops while listening to this and they're like, (laughs) yeah, it's Pringles. It's Pringles. They don't know. They haven't tried it. I would say if I had to eliminate one flavor. And it doesn't count for, like, if you eliminate a flavor, the original thing it's flavored off of doesn't go. You know what I mean? You're getting rid okay. of peach flavoring, and we're not getting rid of peaches, you know? Okay. I would say the number one I would get rid of is bubblegum. Is bubblegum's your number one you'd get rid of? Yeah, because we can keep bubblegum. We just ki- we get rid of the flavor. So what the fuck would I use it for? It would be That's the best. True. It would be my best bet because I never get anything bubblegum flavored ever. That does seem pretty safe. I, I feel like I've got other flavors that I'm more repulsed by, but from a universal standard, I don't know that I'd feel comfortable what are enough you thinking? to mix them. Well, I'm trying to think, again, uh, non-thing division. I have never, ever had a tasty chocolate-flavored thing that is not chocolate. You know, I cho- I've had like chocolate popsicles that were juice based, not like fudgesicles. I've had chocolate f- flavored like candy shit. That that's has an, always been abysmal to me. That's an interesting one because most of the time something chocolate flavored does have chocolate in it. So that'd be a weird one to choose because I feel like very rarely am I having something that's chocolate flavored that doesn't con- include any of it. But that'd be a good one to eliminate then but of like and- more regular ones then. More you, regular ones? You getting, well, I'm not getting rid of any fruit one because every fruit has a good flavoring somewhere. Grape yeah, is the, le- the worst bet, I think, out of any of them. But there's some things that are good that are grape. Oh, man. I could think of a bunch of shit I yeah, love. Yeah, there's a ton great, of But I, I can't think of a single thing that I like that's banana flavored, though, frankly. And that that's is true. That's true. I don't know if I would need banana flavoring any, in anything but bananas. Because everything with bananas is great. But everything banana flavored uh, sucks. I like I like a fresh banana. Banana cream pies are my top three kind of pies. But like, you ever have like a banana like twin pop or a banana laffy taffy or something? Yeah. Ugh. Get the fuck out of here. I also I think I I don't I couldn't tell you the last time I had a laffy taffy, but I would say laffy taffy number one worst thing to get out of a package. Ever. Really? Because think of how it rips and stays on there. You know? Oh yeah, that's a good point. It's worst thing terrible. to unwrap ever. If there was an unboxing channel for the worst things ever, I think Laffy Taffy would be number one. I have pretty regularly had a bitch of a time trying to t- open up hard and chewy now and later's though. Okay. You know, the Starburst counterpart, the the cousin from across the pond. They are not not tasty. But they have no shelf life. You let one of those fuckers sit on your dashboard in like 50 degree weather for 20 minutes. It's like someone glued a paper based sticker to your fucking Starburst. You can't get that shit out of there. It's awful. Also, just don't put things on your dashboard don't to, store that you're going to eat. Don't store them there. Um, I, 
Yeah, I don't know. I think then I I would settle on the flavor I would eliminate for sure is bubblegum. And I'm sure there's something good, but I feel like I am never getting anything bubblegum flavored other than the actual gum. That's fine. Which is still artificial because, like, what the fuck? Wait, actually, what is what is bubblegum as a flavor? What is that flavor? Oh. Gus, what is that flavor? That's really breaking. Well, like, other than just sugar, what is the... What makes that flavor? Is it all just artificial? Uh, is it a, like just a formula? Um, what is bubblegum flavoring? What is fucking bubblegum? Wait, what? Wait, is wait. The, what is the origin of? Wait, I typed in. What, what is, is it based or- in? I don't know. I went to. I went to type in what is the origin of bubblegum flavoring, and the top search result was what is the original use of a chainsaw. So that's not even close. Not even close. Bubblegum was invented in 1928 by a man named Walter Dimer. (laughs) (laughs) Dimey. He worked at a chewing gum factory, parentheses, as an accountant, exclamation point, and was experimenting with all kinds of gum recipes. Wait, hold on. The bubblegum was invented by an accountant? I guess. Okay, sorry, continue. This guy must have been bad at his job. I'm sorry. Um, Flavor history... He's yeah. like, on the on one hand, we're being audited. On the other, I got this <laughs> brand new flavor. <laughs> on the other, chew on this pink little thing. <laughs> and he, he, he stuffs it in their mouth and his index finger goes halfway in. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and it's a little wet, so he kind of scrapes it off on the edge of their molars. To just sort of oh, like get the spit off. Just, let me just, ah, like if you get too much peanut butter on a knife and you sort of scrape it on the rim. No. <laughs> anyway, back to my man Walter Dimer here. Uh, anyway, I guess, uh, he made a couple of new gum recipes. One gum recipe was based on a formula for a chewing gum. <laughs> Where do you see the name of this chewing gum? One recipe was based on a formula for a chewing gum called Blibber Blubber. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God it didn't Wait, end up with that is name. Is that what bubblegum is, uh, is based off of? A gum it, called Blibber Blubber? It could have been, I could not... Can you imagine being on a date and going up to the like uh, the waiter or whatever and be like, "Hey, sorry, we're heading out. Do you guys have any blibber blubber I could have for the <laughs> taxi?" Imagine I'm four and they're like, "All right, Eddie, we got this fluoride. It's blibber blubber flavor." <laughs> I'm like, "No, fuck, give me mint." <laughs> How it feels to chew five blibber blubber? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking terrible. What the hell? Uh, okay, wait. So is it based off that, or was that just a different one he was working on? I guess it was one recipe based on a formula of a chewing gum called Blibber Blubber was found to be less sticky than regular chewing gum and stretched more easily. This gum became highly successful and is eventually named by the president of Fleer as Double Bubble. Is this just a fucking Rick and Morty-like commercial? Oh, then the president of Fleer took the fucking Blibber Blubber and turned it into Double Bubble. Okay, yeah, so we we understand now. So when we mention what is bubblegum based in, it's blibber blubber that became double bubble, which became bubble gum. Do I have That's, that correct? Yes, and it just says that Dimer produced a dingy gray color gum initially, so he added red dye, and then that was the only dye he had on hand, and it kind of turned pink, so that's why bubblegum's pink. So what you're saying is is bubblegum isn't really based in anything. It's a middle finger to God. It's a human creation. It's, it's, just a, fra- a, it's a Frankenstein flavor. It's a synthetic slap in the face to any deity in the known universe. It's it's so unrecognizable, I don't even see Blibber Blubber anymore, you know? 
It's terrible, dude. I, I could if when we were saying what is the flavor based in, I wouldn't have been able to guess blibber blubber blubber double bubble. I maybe I was expecting like oh they got a new sugar and they used that, but not not blibber blubber. I had no idea. You guys tried that new blibber bubble double bubble? It's fucking good, dude. I say we should turn it back into blubber blubber. I, I mean, I feel like it's not too late. It hasn't even been 100 years yet. Frankly, as long as we get under the 100-year mark, it was invented in 1928. That was 93 years ago. So we have seven years to officially get gum to be called Blibber Blubber Because we all know gum patents really solidify after, you know, one century. And so we yeah. have seven years to change the course of history and turn it back into Blibber Blubber. Ironclad. Let's get on that, please. We might have an easier time turning it back into Double Bubble first. I feel like the general public... Needs a kind of, you know, they need a, a halfway point to move to. I don't know if society is ready for blibber blubber. Um, so yeah. first we got to bring them back to double bubble. And then maybe after they feel it in their mouth, double bubble, double bubble, blibber blubber. You know, they're ready to go. But bubble gum go. to blibber blubber, too big of a jump. I, can't, I think so, too. You know, I'm pretty sure they still sell double bubble, by the way. I remember having that not too long ago. Yeah, I don't know if that's um, – what's – does that company exist still? Are they still a? Um, do they change their name? Or are they still a gum company? Uh, I think so. In fact, it looks pretty recent. Let me Google here. Double Bubble. Because no, the, I'm saying the brand. What was the company that invented it? Uh, it's a Tootsie company currently. Oh. Whatever Walter Dimer's original company was. Excuse me. So I, I assume Tootsie acquired Double Bubble many decades ago. Then there you go. Yeah, you can get a lot of stuff. Double bubble gumballs. Dude, you can get the original 1928 flavor. I'm on their website. You can get blibber blubber double bubble flavor. Like they didn't change. They had to have changed the recipe though. It says taste the distinct flavor of the original 1928 double bubble recipe. Be prepared to enjoy fun comics on every piece of gum. The original 1928 flavor is available in the nostalgic theater box and big bar forums. Man, we got to get that. We got to get get that and chew it on here. Also, I have to blow my nose really quick. Can you stall for me on the podcast? I'll do it. Thank you. I'll blow a big uh, blibber bubble, double bubble, toil and trouble bubble for all the people in their COVID bubble. Hi, guys. Have you heard the Hubble about the new double bubble toil and trouble blibber blubber? Well, scientists at the Hubble Institute have had trouble deciphering double bubbles blubber institute's origin. Okay? Now, the mothers of the double bubble mother love, I can't fucking do it. I'm trying to get a good streak going here, boys. I cannot do it. I can't do it, okay? Anyway, look out for the new Gus and Eddie uh, flavored gum, uh, that line that will be hitting the market soon. We'll have a few flavors. We'll have the Gus flavor, which tastes like old sunflower seeds. We'll have the Eddie flavor, which will just sort of taste like, uh, like a like a pizza pie, like a nice pizza pie. We've got the Tony that. flavor that will be ta- that will just be bubblegum flavored, regular. Got to give him an option, and we'll have the Sven flavor that will taste like canola oil. No Wait, what? did you give Tony regular bubblegum flavor? Yeah, but he could have had canola oil. So I really feel like comparatively, Tony came out way ahead on this. That's one. true. That's true. You don't want to get the Sven Canola oil flavor. That's no Of good. course not. Um, it tastes well, good. Hey, guys. It's back. We're, we're back with another ad from, you guessed it, Mac Weldon, longtime supporter of me and the podcast. Uh, Mac Weldon's always around. I, I appreciate their continued support. Um, after taking a brief hiatus from outdoor activities and workout routines, it's time to get back to the grind with new spring essentials from Mac Weldon. And by essentials, they got socks. 
They got shirts. They got hoodies. They got underwear. They got polos. They got active shorts. And listen, guys, you got to get out there and start being more active. It's the spring. Vaccines are coming out. And I've, I've been doing it. Actually, no, uh, aside from the ad, I've been uh, exercising a little bit more than usual. I've been eating a little bit right because I was like, I'm going to get out there after this all vaccine. I want to be in tip top shape. And you got to be wearing the correct underwear or you're going to look like a stupid little doofus, you know? So uh, Mac Weldon promises a comfort and consistent fit. Uh, uh, comfortable is what I meant to say. Uh, look great, feel great from working out, going out, going to work, or on a date. Mac Weldon is for everyday life. It's got a wide range of customized fabrics that can keep up with you no matter what your day is like, no matter how much your 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 thing is jingling around. I'm sorry. <laughs> also, there's Weldon Blue, a totally free loyalty program. Level one gets you free shipping for life. Once you reach level two, you, uh, by spending $200, you get 20% off every order next year. Mac Weldon wants you to be comfortable, so if you don't like your first pair of underwear, you can keep them and they'll still refund you, no questions asked. So for 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com slash Gus and Eddie and enter promo code Gus and Eddie. That's MacWeldon.com slash GusNetty, promo code GusNetty for 20% off MacWeldon, reinventing men's basics, much like the wheel. Thank you, MacWeldon. Uh, thank you, guys, and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Hey, guys, thank you for watching the Gus and Eddie podcast. That's, that's our podcast. Anyway, today's episode is sponsored by Candid. Thank you so much, Candid, for sponsoring. Are you unhappy with your smile? You don't have to be. Thousands of people have used Candid, the clear, comfortable, removable, and practically invisible aligners to help straighten their teeth, and now they love their smile. Alrighty? Your treatment is prescribed and closely monitored remotely by a licensed orthodontist who is an expert in tooth movement. You'll have the same quality of care that you get from an in-office orthodontist from the comfort and convenience of your own home. And while other companies use general dentists... Candid only works with orthodontists. With Candid, the same orthodontist who created your plan is with you from start to finish, so you never have to wonder how you're doing. The average Candid treatment is just six months. You'll start seeing results way before then, and it costs thousands less than traditional braces. Become your best you. Start straightening your teeth today. Right now, you can save $75 on Candid's starter kit. Go to CandidCO.com slash Gus and Eddie and use code Gus and Eddie. That's CandidCO.com slash Gus and Eddie, code Gus and Eddie. Take advantage of this limited time offer to save $75 on your starter kit. CandidCO.com slash Gus and Eddie, code Gus and Eddie. Thank you, Candid, for sponsoring. What do you say we get into some preguntas? Guys, it's preguntas time. It's time for some questions. You know, it's preguntas, but in English. That that does help a lot of folks. I appreciate the clarification. I know people, I see I see messages all the time. They say, hey, I love the podcast. What the fuck are you saying when you say preguntas? And it's like, we translate it every time, guys. Get used to it. It's, Just it's learn right there. with us. Learn Just with learn. us. We a fucking steward of the earth. How many people, because uh, I think most people know preguntas from school, but how many people have we taught one word of Spanish to? That's hmm. all I'm saying. Probably a lot. If you really think, if you extrapolated that out, Eddie, based on the amount of people that listen to the podcast, if we've taught one word to hundreds of thousands of people, 
then we've essentially taught an entire language's worth of words to That's people. true. We've had more impact than, say, a Spanish teacher. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Measured no. out. No, we haven't. We absolutely have not. <laughs> All right, so guys, we're doing the off the the hot off the presses. I'm just reading them. They could be duds, they could be buds. Uh, we're just reading off of the latest right now. So please follow us on Twitter at Eddie Burbeck at Gus Buckets, and we'll help you be a little better guy, I guess. That's our that's our pitch. Oh great, um, that's a, <laughs> that's a really thought out one. Thank you, that'll, guys. <laughs> that'll get them in here. That'll get the kids a moving. Uh, at Ethan Burkhalter says, "What's the best thing that you ever got from a cereal box as a kid?" I remember getting a Robots the movie CD-ROM game, and I played it so much. Oh, oh, I don't know. I think here. Let one. me check. I want to see if this is real. I might have gotten a Freddy the Fish game from cereal. Did you really? Oh, I yeah. got Carmen San Diego game from from cereal. Um, okay, Freddy the Fish cereal. Um, oh, I forgot Freddy the Fish is spelled without the e at the end. It's just Freddy with an i, um, which actually pisses me off. <laughs> I hate that. I kind of hate that. Who remembers getting this game uh, out of the General Mills cereal boxes? And I'm gonna click the link. What's the game? This is a Reddit thread. Page not found. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Does the comment say Freddy? Freddy the Fish? Yes. Yes, it was. Freddy the Fish and Putt-Putt and all of them were in there. I'd say that's probably it. That person gave me my answer in there. No, uh, I I didn't get Putt-Putt, but I got Freddy the Fish. I got Freddy the Fish and... What was the fucking conch, Freddy the Fish? Freddy the Fish is a PC game that we will be playing on stream for people that don't know. The magic Uh, conch. Was was that it, though? Was that just... from SpongeBob. I think it might have been the missing conch. But for uh, Freddy the Fish, th- Freddy Fish Three, the case of the stolen conch shell. That was it. Ooh, that's no good. Nope, you don't want you don't want that to happen. That's the last thing you want to happen is a stolen conch shell. Especially at breakfast when you're really trying to put the best foot forward. That's exactly it. It's, it's unfortunate. Most important, the meal of the day, which is an absolute lie, apparently. <laughs> yeah, Jesus fucking Christ. I'm not a breakfast dude lately. Maybe I'll revert. I switched. I kept. Uh, I got in the habit of having big breakfasts, mm-hmm. and now I've just switched to having a banana and a couple of almonds and a coffee, and I feel much better when I eat dinner. That's all you need. I'm. I'm just having a lot of green matcha tea drink in the morning a lot. I'm sipping it right now, but then I don't usually eat till like one or two at the earliest. I gotcha. Um. I yeah. I think the uh, the big thing is I. If you get in the habit of like craving a big breakfast in the morning, it it just makes me so sluggish, dude. Yeah, it just it tanks me, dude. Yeah, and so I I don't know I I fuck breakfast. That's I'll say no. I'm kidding. the breakfast foods are good, but fuck breakfast in its timing. Yeah, I love a good true. ten o'clock breakfast. Anything earlier, I'm I'm I don't like it. Sacrilege. I miss too, and I can't wait to get back to it. As Gus and I used to go get breakfast before every episode of the podcast, and then we bird scoot around and have some. Just add some, inject some joy into our bodies before we rec- uh, recorded the podcast, you know? A couple joy boys. That's what we do. couple joy boys. <clears throat> so anyway, yeah, that was my favorite cereal box thing, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I wish they would have started adding not CD-ROMs, but they should have started adding cartridges and VHS tapes. That would have been pretty cool. Yeah, an entire VHS tape, but they're all used from a closed Hollywood video. <laughs> and they're <laughs> unlabeled, but you can you can get like... Within a forty percent chance of guessing what it is, based on the residue that was left over from the employees trying to tear the label off. Yep, you're like, this is either uh, Disney's The Kid or Die Hard Three. All right, who wants some Cracker Jacks? That's I, cereal. I will say 
that I I love streaming services, but we caught the very end of the the rental times. And man, do I miss going on a Friday night to to like a Hollywood video or a blockbuster, man. Nothing yeah. nothing beat that feeling. It was so great. And then and then when your dad would be like, grab some candy from the thing, and you'd be like, what? What? And you know what? I, I talked about it on the podcast probably a whole year ago, but it was the, the goo sour squeeze candies that definitely looked like penises. Mm-hmm. I, oh, man, I would slurp that shit up while watching a pretty bad animated movie. <laughs> Good. As you should. I think I said before, too, We my dad would never let us get the candies at the store, but... Our, our store was like, we have the shittiest main street ever because it's not on like the main highway. It's like, it's already in a small town, so you're already fucked. And then it's like a mile from the main stretch. So unless you have lived there for 40 years and drank out of the same coffee cup for 39 years, you're not going <laughs> to fucking know any of the goddamn businesses exist. Right. But for probably about 10 years or so, at least when I was a kid, there's a video rental place in town called Video Vision. And it was super small and you could go in there and get super overpriced movie rentals or... You could get a tanning situation going on. Ah, it was a good old rental and tan, which was a weirdly common thing, I feel like. Why was that? But not only that, Eddie, there was also, uh, you could go to one of the walls of the store. They did not put DVDs on. Uh, They sold, like, 15 pairs of shoes off of that that store. So So it was like a pay less tanning booth rental store. Yeah, located in a town of a thousand people, way off the main highway, and well, I'm surprised that it was able to last for ten plus years. I no, I always have that issue where I'm about to um, rent an old Jim Carrey movie, and I'm like, God, I am so pale, and I'm also barefoot. I wish, oh my God, this is the perfect place. You know, That's it say I ran say school got out on at three thirty five on a Friday afternoon. And I know that all of my classmates were going to go full break ball sprint down to video vision to uh, check out uh, the mask on VHS. So I ran here the fastest. But as a result of that, I've burned two effing holes in the soles of my shoes here. They're, they're, they need for the shoes pair. are pretty much disintegrated, you know, and exactly one, one thing I remember from my Hollywood video. Uh, that I loved as a kid is the whole uh, the top like trim uh, right on the the wall where it met the ceiling. It was like this cool art of uh, like animated film reels or illustrated film reels, and then they would put movie characters in some of the reels, like kind of popping out of the film reel. And then uh, there was a giant uh, uh, print of Jim Carrey's Riddler staring down on you. And uh, I I fucking loved it. I miss Hollywood video a lot. But also, I like being able to uh, rent a movie at, at, you know, 3 a.m. and and watch it instantly instead of having to go to the store. I really do almost wish that they'd create something where, and maybe this does exist, uh, I know that there are tools out there to kind of destroy that sort of illusion of choice thing. You know, like we, we talked before, it's so overwhelming to have a million fucking things at your disposal. And it's like, yep. I probably would enjoy 70% of this shit if it was, again, like you went to Hollywood Video or you went to Video Vision, you just got the DVD of it. It's like, fuck yeah, let's watch this movie. All right. I love that. It's the only thing. You know what but, I saw that helps with that? What? Um, uh, randomize a letter. And then pick a movie that starts with that letter for the day. That's fun. That does sound kind of cool. So that, then, then you really narrow it down, and you have to pick between like a small selection. 
Um, I wish there was a service that like fully locked you out of all other video streaming platforms for like four hours. Once it like like you get a roll of the dice and you get like two Hail Mary re-rolls or whatever. Yep. And then it's just like, okay, which of these three are you fucking watching? And we're not, we've locked you out of your Netflix account. We've given the password to the neighbor and they're indefinitely going to change that. So good luck so getting that back. There's no way you can change your mind. And then you have to really commit to the movie. I miss renting games especially. Renting games was such a joy, especially when you were a little kid because they just seemed like, you know, you'd never know what games were out because you were young and stupid. And so you'd just be like, that case looks cool. Pop it right in. New world opens up in front of you, you know? And uh, I I miss that. I miss that discovery in video games. Now it's like I I know everything about the game I'm about to play. Yeah, I've seen 10 different cuts of the trailers. I follow the devs on Twitter. You know, yep. I've been seeing r slash gaming posts of it for the last three years. Nothing's a real surprise anymore. Exactly. Um, that's why oh. I like games like Valheim that come out of nowhere. Exactly. It's just fresh, new. I didn't, I wasn't tracking that one. It was just like, hey, did you hear about this thing that just came out? It's yep. pretty cool. And then I checked it out. And I'm like, I love when that happens. You mm-hmm. know, like toss me into that shit. Dude, you know what I completely remember? This is a definite 180, but we're talking about giving your password to your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a little interaction with my neighbor this week, and it was a an unintentional uh, bonding connection situation that happened. Okay. So I'm out at the trash bins just coincidentally, you know, and I can I can see a little sliver of the street from, like, you know, my driveway, and I'm just chilling out there, and I'm... And and it was just right place, right time. I hear crash, hear a big car crash thing, and then I see a car drive by, and I totally saw a hit and run. And I oh. was just like, oh! And I totally got the vehicle, like the make, model, and shit. It was extremely distinct. Uh, and I was able to go over then the next day, and I tried going over it's like seven p.m. or whatever. You know, and we're ringing the doorbell to just see. You know, I'd want to know right away if my fucking car got hit, and it was the neighbor's car was parked on the street, and someone came and fully just blitzed into them and like drove off. But uh, yeah, but I went over there, and and the person wasn't home, so I went back the next day. You know, and and I was able to inform them and stuff. Like, dude, I saw the guy that like that hit your car, and and the. The guy was like super stoked. My neighbor was stoked, and he was like, "Seriously? Oh, great! Okay." And he gets all the information. Wait, and then did you the, get the license plate? I did not get the license plate, uh, but it was. But an you ex- got the make and model. It was so distinct. If I, I will tell you later. Not that it even matters, but it was right, like but- so distinct. There was a different unit at, as part of the car where it was just like. If you saw this anywhere, there's no doubt in my mind that, like, if you see this in the next couple of days, it has to be this kind of car that's in Got this it. area, you know? So it was that kind of situation. And then the <laughs> then the day after that, I kept getting a couple of, like, texts and phone calls from the dude. And he's like, he goes, okay, so I found the car. And he, like, tracked down and, like, found the car that hit oh, his shit. car. And he was texting me photos. I was like, that's the car. That's the fucking car. And my neighbor was being so casual about it, too, where... He literally, and I'm like, this is really reassuring because it's like, I want to make good inroads with the neighbors, you know? Like, you want to... Of course. I, I don't want to be mega involved in their lives and shit, but I'd love to know, like, hey, dude, like, I got your back on a little, little neighborly shit. Like, you got mine? This is a great way to establish, like, hey, man, I'm looking out for you, bro. But the guy was, like, my neighbor was so chill, and I think, you know, like, he's like a parent and stuff anyway, so he's, he's a lot more kind of cool-headed and shit. 
But he 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 literally says, "I'm looking at the text," and he's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm just talking to the guy trying to f- the guy's trying to figure it out. He didn't find the owner of the car." But he's like, "I feel bad as these guys are probably barely getting by, but it's also not a very smart or nice thing to do, as I probably would have just let it go if they had completely just stopped and acknowledged it, you know." Uh-huh. So it's just like the guy's not even trying to be a prick, you know. But you don't just yeah. fucking cream someone's car and drive off, you know. I would, like, I would be much more in a gotcha mood if they drove off, you know. I'd be yeah. like, I finally got him. We got him. Exactly. But I'm just like, it was so. I, I just, I am always just kind of right place, right time with that shit. I, probably in the last five years of my life, I'm gonna sound like such a narc, but I probably had to call the cops like upwards of 10 times in college and in LA really? shit. Like I have just like, uh, there'll be times where I'll like hear someone like completely screaming and stuff like back, dude, back at the old place. I had a situation one morning where I heard a, a woman was like screaming and, and yelling and was like specifically calling out. Like it sounded like she was like being forced into a car or something, you know? Mm-hmm. And I had to like call in about that or like, you'll just see shit. Like I, I saw guys getting fucking knocked out on the curb in college and shit. And you just got to call and report it and stuff. So like, mm-hmm. I'm a little neighborhood watch Gus. Let me move in. I'll protect you guys. Wait, nope. So stop there. What's up? Your neighborhood watch doesn't mean you have to move, move in. You, you can don't have just, to move in. I'm calling You stay them. at your place. But I'll come live sometimes over nope. there. Nope. You stay at your place. As long as you're in the neighborhood, that helps the neighborhood watch. That's all you need to do. You don't need to move into anybody else's house. Is that what you think neighborhood watch is? But how am I going to watch if I'm not in your neighbor's home? No, so you're in the neighborhood. So that's yeah, just enough. Exactly. You know, just kind of a casual term. You know, you watch Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. It always takes place in his house. That's his neighborhood. I'm coming to my neighbor's houses. I'm going to live there and watch. So no, it's again you being in your house. If your house is in the neighborhood, that's enough. You don't need to be there. I feel like I'm clearly outlining this, and this guy is not getting it. Chat. Uh, <laughs> Can I say something? I think the neighborhood watch logo is a bad one. Isn't that the one with the guy with the the brim pulled down and he's got the big overcoat? Yeah, because if that's out? the neighborhood watch, they seem creepy. And if that's the guy that the neighborhood watch is trying to catch, I'm scared of him now. That's the thing is that doesn't look like a member of the neighborhood watch. That looks like a perpetrator of crime in the neighborhood. Right. Why and so why the would the why would the logo be that? It's like if a police department's logo was like a, a comic burglar with a sack over his shoulder. That's, you know? Yeah. It's like that's <laughs> like if the Bears logo was the Jets. Yeah. It just <laughs> keep your enemies closer. <laughs> Every time I see it here, I want to look at it again really quick. Um, Tony, can you put the neighborhood watch watch logo up on screen, please? Thank you. Uh, neighborhood watch. Okay. Let's go to images. Okay. Yeah. So the, Oh, okay. So there's sometimes it has the circle with the line through as mm-hmm. in know these guys, you know? Yeah. We but don't sometimes I'm seeing another one. This is a neighborhood watch promu- or neighborhood watch community. And it says prevent burglaries on the guy, but it doesn't say the no thing. And so I've seen sometimes no circle around him. And it's like, that's the one thing you definitely need is the He's circle around in. him with the slash. Because if you don't have the circle around with the slash, you're essentially saying, come live here, man. This neighborhood's for you. We clearly labeled it that way. Uh-uh. Um, I slash. would say, I would say, though, have you ever seen this guy before in your life with a popped collar with his eyes peeking out in a fedora on top? Yeah, I think this was every 10 guys when I went to Comic-Con last time. <laughs> this is Corn Pop. This, this is, is Corn Pop is right corn here. Pop. 
I would invest corn in pop Corn Wagon. Pop Watch. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Corn Pop Watch community. Good. We, we are all a time it. capsule from 1910. Damn. Um, you got another Pregunta for us? Well, I just have an idea, Eddie. How's about you and I, a couple of guys, open up a mother freaking piece of... Mail! I don't have any mail, so you opening up a package? Yeah, I found a little kiosk of mail over here, guys. Okay. The post office, it is closed. Do not send the... Or, I mean, it's just... It don't, we're not going to get it yet, so don't We'll be starting stuff. up soon, but we'll tell you when. We, we will, will tell, tell you when. when. We got a, two little quickies here. This one's addressed to Goose and Eggie. <laughs> it's not... Okay. It's not spell our names. That's That's jovial. different. It's, it's like us, but just slightly off. So that's Damn. in case you were confused at home. Okay, Eddie, we got a big boy one here. We've got the Kids Bop 29 Deluxe Zine Pack Whoa. Edition CD. Dang. Okay, what a gift. This what, is what, a, are the, what are the tracks on it? Biggest hits. You got Sugar. Uh, you got Style. You got Time of Our Lives. You got GDFR. I don't know half these. GDFR? Well, what the fuck is that? GDFR. The fuck is that? Also, I don't know time of our lives. Is that like I had the time of my life and it's I a flow writer song? I don't want to. I don't want to play it on the podcast because I don't want to get copywritten. But I want to hear. GDFR. Hold on. Then there's outside. Want to want me? I don't know any of these. I want you to know centuries. I do know that one. Oh. It's the it's the fucking you know that song? Yeah, okay. That it's that sense. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know the name of it. Okay. The fucking kids singing that song. That's good. I can't wait to hear some local children's choirs singing this on my CD uh, player. That will. I can't good. wait to I can't wait to hear it in um, Kids Bop Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> oh no. I don't got friends. I got family. I've got my blue reading group at school. I did. Did another fast? Did that other Fast and Furious movie come out, or did they delay that because of COVID? I think they delayed it because of COVID, is what I had heard. Sometimes I, there's, like I, I almost want to watch the new one just to see what they're still doing. Right? Yeah, I've not. I, I've never seen a single Fast and Furious movie ever. I watched the one, uh, I watched the first one and Tokyo Drift and then also the one where Paul Walker, you know, died while they were filming it. I'm in no way a fan. I was just like, might as well watch this one. And, uh, you know, it's, they got their audience. <laughs> you know, it's, it's one not. Of those. One of these, one of those. All right, Eddie, I got one more little quickie, quickie little Bicky package here. All right. Okay. This comes to us from the store and. That's right across right. the pond. Uh, and they just, uh, it looks like they have a bunch of products here that you can get. So, guys, if you're looking for some, <laughs> I love, they're like fucking motorsports shit. So, guys, if you need some blood red uh, hubcaps or uh, or a mug that's that says Lindsay with Texas A&M on it uh, or purple... Uh, bucket. <laughs> I really don't know what the theme what? is. There's like, it's like a lot of hubcaps and shit, and then like a children's like. Here's like a pink bucket. Wait, so all of these things are in the box, or are you watching? Are you looking at a pamphlet with all these products? It's like really strange because they're full color page gloss, 
like printouts of what I assume the products are that this place offers. So you giving them free advertising? What did they send us? Fuck! They didn't send us anything. Never mind. Never mind. Shh, uh, what? Never mind. Don't get your pink buckets. Don't go there. They didn't send us anything, and you just read out all the products available I mean, for never them. Never mind. The company's name is uh Co-op Store. Do we? That's I don't think that's the like, web address, but maybe the I think, SEO will I think round it up. might. It might just be gusnetty.com. I don't think oh, it's that fuck. old thing. Let me Shit. check. Actually, I really don't know what our merch link is. I don't Gus know either. Eddie, sorry for the typing audio for everyone listening to the podcast. Yeah, it's gusnetty.com. Nice. You know I, what? I just what? realized. I don't. I don't know if I have any of our new merch. Our new merch? Yeah, you know the one from December. Yeah, I don't have any too. We need some. I want the booger wall shirt. Guys, this is give not me an some ad merch. for us. <laughs> I just know that actually that that actually that. hit me though, where I'm just like, where I want these. I so want that. that. What what pisses me off now is there are people there are people from the podcast that have something more like they have something of ours that we don't. I don't I'm want them, them to outrank us like that. Guys, get rid of those until we get ours first, okay? Why do we sell this Gus and Eddie T of us as kids? Because it's it's charming. it's such a it Leighton made it. It's such a fun one, but it is like <laughs> oh man, I, I like, love that photo of little you with the with the flowers. It's, I it's was, fucking hilarious. I was a smiley little guy. I loved. I somebody sent over a funny edit on the subreddit of you like talking me, about the one with the weed where I'm holding the blunt hand. Yeah, that's always a good one. That is a bomb one. I was trying to hold it out so maybe mine can be able to be I was, photoshopped. I've always wanted to be in one of those photos. Here's two. Look, I'm giving you the hand. You don't even have to have to put the blunt hand in. You can just put the blunt in. Yeah, I was doing the hand too. Okay, that should be good, right? Sharing blunts with the boys. You bet. Okay, so that that package was a failure, but we're done with mail. You want to hit another pregunta real quick? I do. I do. I do. I do. All right. <clears throat> Let me see. Um. At Real Human says, Disagreement. My roommate doesn't rinse off his toothbrush after he uses it. I think this is insane, but he thinks it's fine since he rinses it before and sucks off the spit after. Sometimes you just don't want to read things and then you read them. I don't even know if I want to keep that in the podcast. I don't even like... It hurts. It hurts. Okay, I'll just say your friend is fucking disgusting. Let's move on. I don't want any more discussion on that. Uh Uh-uh. Anyway, at Card Captor Logan says you're at a coke freestyle machine what's your flavor combination oh yeah oh um i worked at an amc and had one of the, they had a lot of the, those machines and i still just i think uh adding some vanilla to the coke is is still my favorite it's the vanilla coke just tastes real good out of that those sound machines but there's a lot more fun ones also i think i mentioned this years ago on the podcast but there's a little secret code to getting to the settings of those machines and it's like uh it's like a, a secret puzzle where you have to like, depending on what machine it is, you have to click like, say you go to Sprite and then you click like original and then like cranberry and then something else. And then when you click it in that way, it opens up the settings. Because oh, you, you can't make a clear menu because if there's a clear menu, then customers would just do it themselves. Exactly. So you, have to, you have to hide it. They hit code. shift five times, turn on sticky keys, and then pop up uh, Night at the Roxbury videos. That's exactly it. <laughs> That's what I used to do at the Science Museum of Minnesota <laughs> when I was a kid. Did you the, actually pull yeah, up Night at the Roxbury videos? You're talking about so the clips of it from the show? So I would pull up the 10-hour loop where it's just, you know, Will and Chris Kattan in the car just... 
just going like doing the head bob thing. Uh, I like then I and I don't know if they've since changed it, but the Science Museum of Minnesota, which is one of my favorite places in the world, it's fucking cool. You should definitely go there if you're in Minneapolis. Uh, you go up there and they have a shitload of interactive stations with like little basic software from like the early 2000s and stuff, where you can do be like make the plesiosaur's bones fall into place. And it is fully, at least it was when I was a kid, it was fully just running off of like Windows 95. Uh-huh. And you could, and there was no security. You could just be like, bro, I'm going to go shift, 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 shift. Turn sticky keys. Nope, take me to the further settings. Open up like, you know, Internet Explorer or whatever. Night at the Roxbury, 10 hour loop, walk away. Fucking torched in flames as I'm walking away. You were an away. internet vandalist. That was I your, was. That was, and you were good at it. You, hey, you were good at what you did. I was good yeah. at it. They try to reel me back now. That is, I feel like, one of the most kind of early internet things that I've ever heard. Um, Doing that shit. Dude, I'm, well, that's, well, one thing I'll say, too, with with COVID stuff, I really want to go to more museums after everything's done. I especially, dude, any, like, science and industry museum is so much fucking fun. Put your hand on one of those, those static balls, have your Mm. hair stand up. I want to go to Tommy Bartlett's Exploratory, Eddie. Wait, so, if I'm remembering correctly, Tommy Bartlett is the water show the water sports thing, right? Oh, now I'm excited because I already know the answer to this question. Eddie has not been through the exploratory, but only knows of the Wisconsin Dells attraction of the water show. In fact, Tommy Bartlett's is more than just a water show sensation on skis Excuse and boats me? alone, Eddie. It is an entire fucking... I'm excited, dude! Have you never been to the Tommy Bartlett's exploratory? No, I've it's never like, even heard of it. I just... like Wait, th- for, for people that don't know... Yeah, it, for my experience is somebody from the suburbs of Chicago. Is whenever I would drive up to Wisconsin, which is very frequently, there would be billboards for the Tommy Tommy Bartlett Water Show, and I would my family would go to it occasionally. And it's like people who do tricks on uh, water skis and like they go off the ramps and stuff. And Gus is now telling me that there's an exploratory for the water show guy. I'm actually kind of excited because, and I'm not being a dangus about it, but you're obviously well-versed in Wisconsin Dell's knowledge. And I'm just pleasantly surprised that you've not yet heard of the exploratory, dude. It's so fucking cool. Here's the thing. Let's break down the bit for a second. I'm stepping out of the bit. Is it cool? No. (laughs) (laughs) But is it a meme? Absolutely. And when you go there on a class field trip when you're younger, it's the coolest shit in the world. It basically is like a little walkthrough-y museum kind of thing where all of the exhibits are interactive little things. Like basically every station would be like 30 seconds of a Vsauce video, you know? Like Michael's being like, move this train through this little diorama and some weird shit happens. Look at this infinity mirror room. Make your hair stand up. Sit in an actual electric chair and see how long you can take the like pulsing electric shit. Well, hold up. So that's much different than the rest of the things you said? I know, but there's an electric chair there and you can grip the handles and it gets like more and more vibrating. Oh, that arc. You're talking about the like arcade game one that's like based in kind of fear for it? Yeah, where you're just like, where you're sitting in the chair. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. You just go, I feel. I feel like maybe we shouldn't have that arcade game anymore. That I feel is, like that's the one that was a little too real. That it, yeah. Now that I think about it, we still have capital punishment, and you can go to the Tommy Bartlett's Exploratory <laughs> and be like, "My first death by electricity." <laughs> for real? Why are those? Those are, and I feel like that arcade game is like all over the Dells. Uh, for people that don't yeah. know, the Dells is the water park capital of the world. Exactly. Not of, not of America, of the Learn world. Some geography. And I, I, wait, so you're saying the explore, did you say Exploratorium? 
It's ex- I think it's just the exploratory. Explor- exploratory. That's in the Dells? It's in the Dells. Do we have to go? It's we're, such we're a- going next because I, I think we all want to do a group Dells trip as soon as we can, right? Without a doubt. Yeah, that's... And so we'll do that. Um, I would love to just go and, like, check out... Like, obviously, you got to hit the big boy stuff, but then, like, I want to be, like... I mean, I'm going to be spontaneous as fuck after COVID's over and be like, yeah. I haven't tried that thing before. I'm doing it now because I don't want to be fucking locked up for a year. I'm going to try that thing. That's the kind of thing that I would go and do. It'd be like, you guys want to go burn an hour and just walk through that dumb fucking yep. exploratory or whatever? I would absolutely you know what, do that. You know what else I'm going to be spontaneous about? What's that? Ending the podcast. <laughs>